What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. We are in the final week of September. Where the hell did time go? I'm very excited that fall should officially have started by now. It should have started on the 22nd, I think. So I'm very excited. As you guys know, I pre record some episodes sometime. And let me just say, the one that dropped last week should have discussed how nervous I was about the upcoming Auburn-Penn State game. Um, my emotions on the game as of today is we suck. We suck. We are terrible. We suck. Fire the coach. Revamp everybody. I almost wish my boosters came through with the takeover of last year because oh my goodness I am highly disappointed I am I have no words if there are some other Auburn fans can you guys just give me the words because may maybe y'all have some words to describe this uh level of just of embarrassment of like disgust of it's ridiculous, guys. We were terrible. We It's okay if we would have lost, but we shouldn't have lost in that form, in that fashion. It was just a shit show, and it was pathetic. I miss Gus, <laughs> and Gus wasn't even the best thing for us. We need it better, and it feels like we have the fake version of Gus Malzahn, the off-brand version of Gus Malzahn, the he tries his best, but it's nowhere near even as fun to watch Gus Malzahn. Like he's, I mean, I don't know the guy personally, so I don't want to attack his personality, but even Gus was like more entertaining, more energetic. And I feel like he understood recruiting better. Our recruiting class sucked this year. Oh my God, did I even mention that the Penn State game was a huge recruiting weekend? We had a whole bunch of recruits there and we blew it. We blew it. It was, it was terrible. And it's not like Penn State is even that great. We made them look even better than they actually are. And I'm not even just being a hater, like, or SEC bias, because I would admit that, but Penn State isn't even that great. And we made them look like championship caliber with as bad as we looked so I'm over them just fire everybody clean house give me a fresh start this year was supposed to be a fresh start but they delayed my fresh start with the whole is he gonna be gone is he not and then when we kept him and then the AD that hired him got fired or stepped down before he got fired what the hell man what the hell? Like Auburn fans, nine one one. Somebody please save us! And I know everybody got jokes like y'all need that every year, but nah. I was not this worried about beating certain teams when I had Gus. I knew I was gonna get more than likely a winning season. The problem with Gus was we didn't just want a winning season; we wanted the natty. <laughs> Oh, how I long for the days of Gus, how I long for the days of Nick Marshall, how I long for the days before TJ Finley was my quarterback, before Bo Nix was my quarterback, and before Brian Harrison was our coach. Moving on, 
A team that did really well, I think, was LSU. They had a nice comeback. I know that LSU fans and others were probably a little worried, but I feel like, in my opinion, they finished strong. They had a nice comeback, and they looked like LSU, and they looked like they were having fun. I cannot say the same for the Auburn Tigers. Georgia looked as strong and as good as ever, so we already know that they should have a breeze um, with handling and dominating teams and they are more than likely gonna come out of the east but I don't know college football has been so up and down since week one who knows what's gonna happen this season who the hell even knows let's just see if Georgia can keep it up all right so for gems you guys know I usually drop gems directly from my brain or from the wisdom of others but this week I'm dropping some gems from Proverbs, and I'm dropping them from the infamous book that you read, and it will read you back. And the Bible I'll be reading from is Chicken Soup for the Soul Bible. It's the New Living Translation. It's a really great Bible, easy to understand, has a glossary, has a Bible plan if you want to read different books over a certain amount of time. They give descriptions and backgrounds before reading each book to help you understand. They have a section that helps you find different themes or different feelings that you may be feeling very quickly. They also have real life stories and examples that relate to the biblical ones you're reading in this in the bible i highly recommend this one or just a bible of your liking period don't be picky just getting god's word and if you need guidance or just to make it a little more fun or the human connection part i would highly recommend the chicken soup for the soul bible it's really good it's really really good it was a gift from my mom and i'm so glad that she gifted it to me because it's one of my favorite bibles that i've ever read so far So yeah, that's where our gems would be coming from today. Good old, good old Proverbs. One of my favorites between Proverbs and Psalms. But I think Psalms may have taken the cake just because I love David so much. And I love his raw, authentic relationship that he has with God. And I think you see it best. Well, I know it's not the only place, but one of the best places to see it is when he cries out and He speaks to God in the way that he does about different things, whether it's praising his name or being like, God, why are you? I don't feel you. I just, I can relate to that. I can relate to that so much. So yeah, this is where we're getting our gems from this week. And here we go. Here comes a gem. Here comes a gem. Here comes a gem from M.M. Mickey about to drop a gem, Mickey about to drop a gem, Mickey about to drop a gem, Mickey about to drop a gem. Here comes a gem, here comes a gem, here comes a gem from M.M. Mickey about to drop a gem, Mickey about to drop a gem, Mickey about to drop a gem. Okay, now listen up. All right, so the first one. Never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace, write them deep within your heart. And this is Proverbs 3, 3. So I'm a big fan of loyalty. I'm a very loyal person, (laughs) at least to my people, I would say. I'm definitely not loyal to any and everyone. And I believe loyalty is a part of love. I can't believe people debate having love or loyalty. Why not both? For the people who pick loyalty over love, I think that's risky. 
a person can be more loyal to the thing, opportunity, or benefit at hand, then they will pick that over the well-being of you if the situation called for it. But that's just my take on it. And with kindness, although easier said than done, especially in the world and the times that we're living in and dealing with humans, period, it's definitely power. You can make someone else's energy shift from just being kind. Even if you don't shift the negative energy, that person will be more miserable just by themselves. They don't have to affect your energy. You'll still be at peace. People are always going through a lot. The saying it's always something is definitely a thing and so true for all of us. So be kind or try to be. And if you can't, don't take someone else's day or mood. Okay. Second one, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5. So we as humans always want to know the answer or why behind something. And although an and although I'm an aqua and I have a super curious mind in general, I don't care about everything, but I love to learn more about the things that I care about. And I know you may be thinking that's a duh, Mickey, who doesn't, right? That's all of us. And you would be correct, but you'd have to know the level of learning and discovering aquas dive into when they really care about something to understand my point. Nevertheless, we can't know everything. And I know that if we could, it would be too much for us to handle. It would bring more sorrow than joy to understand every single thing. God is all sovereign, so he knows all. Plus, he has the capacity to understand it all and handle it. That's how he's able to determine what we can handle. And that allows him to be a safe space to dump on with any and everything. I say all the time how fickle humans are up and down and really moody, and that goes for all of us. Although we know it's levels to everything, so that means some more than others, but we're all susceptible to it. Trust in the Lord, who is always constant and true. Okay, third one. It is possible to give freely and become more wealthy, but those who are stingy will lose everything. Proverbs eleven twenty four. So you know the saying, it's better than give to receive? <laughs> well, I think that's true. It's such a good feeling, speaking for myself, to be a blessing to others. Being an answer to someone's need or problem to be a solution or provide relief is such a great feeling for me. And one of the greatest ways we can serve each other. Now, don't get me wrong, it feels good to receive as well. None of us have a problem with that. Well, usually. <laughs> Wealth isn't all about finances. To be wealthy includes so, so much more than just money. Having a close hand, having a closed hand or heart not only blocks your blessings, but it can block the blessings for others as well. So we have to be very, very careful with that and always check our heart and our intentions behind what we do whether it's for ourselves or for others, and especially if it's for others, right? So four, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Proverbs twelve eighteen. 
Okay, let's be honest. All of us talk shit, but is it really helpful to us or the people we're talking about? <laughs> no. And speaking from a place of healing can be can bring peace and actually be helpful to the person and the situation at hand. And I just think that is a win-win if you ask me. Okay, five. A bowl of soup with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. Proverbs 15, 17. I take that as don't sell your soul for anyone or anything. What is it to have all the money in the world, but yet be surrounded by enemies? You'll never feel safe or truly content, in my opinion. I'd rather have less with the people I love than have more than enough with people who are my enemies. I will say though, I'm glad I serve a God that allows me to have both. Six, there are, and this is in quotes, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. This is one of my favorite proverbs of all time. And when I first read it when I was younger, um, I got it, but I didn't get it. And then the older you get, and then you realize different family dynamics, or you just really realize what your friends get versus what your family get or your coworkers and vice versa. Wow. Like this proverb has been proven time and time again in my life and I'm sure in others. And just in case we need a reminder, it says there are friends who destroy each other but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And I just can't agree more. Your friends see the raw, uncut version of you. They see all of you if, you know, they are your safe space and vice versa. Siblings are for family because they, siblings, scratch that. Sorry, guys, my mouth is so juicy. I drank a lot of water today. Can you tell? So juicy for all the wrong reasons right now. Oh my goodness. So siblings are family because they were born into it, but friends are the family you pick. Not saying one or the other is technically better, nor saying you can't be close to your siblings and friends, but the bond is different. It's great when both exist at the same time. But one of the coolest things of friendship to me is finding the stranger who meant nothing to you one day and suddenly they are no longer a stranger and a part of your daily world. From strangers to people you can't see life without is something beautiful, at least to me. Real friends are rare gems, no pun intended, and hard to come by. Appreciate them if you have them and love them deeply. All right, so those were some, those are my six gems that I picked from Proverbs. Proverbs has a shitload of gems. It's literally, literally a, a book full of gems, chapter full of gems. You know what I'm saying? So highly recommend going to read Proverbs. I could have been here all year breaking down each proverb what it means and some of them are repeat offenders because I think we need reminders of hey this is important this is important I'm repeating this I'm repeating this this is important so yeah go and read proverbs but those are my six that I picked out for you guys and I hope there's some good gems another thing that I wanted to discuss in this episode was the Netflix movie look both ways with Lily Reinhardt which is Betty from Riverdale 
and it was a really good movie. It showed two different life paths for her. Um, in the beginning of the movie, without spoiling too much, she takes a pregnancy test and one says negative, one says positive. And then you see the way her life plays out, whether she, you know, with the negative one or the positive one, and both have their trials and tribulation as is is expected in life but also um it the main thing was that I enjoyed about the movie and I remember her talking about it in the interview with Jay Shetty which is a great podcast you guys should check it out um was that it works out for in the end and I don't know why first of all I hadn't watched a movie in a while and definitely a feel-good movie but it just especially with me being in my 20s it just felt so good to watch a a movie where number one you get to see both play out but I think the best thing was not only do you get to see both play out but she overcomes every obstacle in each path that she takes and it works out for in the end like how comforting to know that, you know, we all make different choices. They all come at different times and some we may do right, some we may do wrong, but in the end, it all works together for our good. Right. And I thought that was just the best and the most comforting part of the movie. So that's something that I would um, recommend you guys watching. If you like feel good movies. I know my guys probably aren't going to watch it, which is fine guys. But ladies, if you're looking for something comforting or just if you're in your twenties and you just want to see somebody else and she wasn't, I don't, I don't think she was in her twenties. Well, maybe she was because she wasn't pregnant in high school. It had to have been college. So yeah, maybe she was in her twenties. It just felt good because it felt so relatable and just down to earth. And I'm proud of her. Shout out to Lily Reinhardt and her movie. It is a good one. So check it out. I was going to leave this a Strictly Gems episode, but since I didn't want to like wear people down with the millions of gems that comes out of Proverb, I only picked six. And yeah, so I also got some very specific and kind of juicy questions sent in to me. So I said, we'll close out the episode with me answering a few listener questions. All right. So this is from our BK fam. I will leave them anonymous. I have three different questions from three different people. And let's see if I can give them some good advice or help them. I have not read them. And this will be off the top of the dome. So here we go. First one. Ooh, okay. Blank name. This guy wants to take me back to his house after the first date. Am I wrong for saying no? First off, thank you for listening to BK. Um, Mickey thoroughly loves it and welcome to the BK fam. You are my answer to your question is oh, before I respond to all these, remember I am not a therapist, I am not a doctor, I am none of the above. I am a human being. This is strictly my opinion. Do what's best for you in your life because you have way more details than the details that I'm going to get from the questions that I read. And you also have different experiences and so do I. So take this advice at your own risk. But my goal is to never see you wrong. And I can only tell you what I think I would do, especially if I haven't been in the situation. All right. To answer your question, Miss Ma'am, um, no. 
hell no, you're not wrong if you don't want to go back to his house after the first date. And if he has a problem with that, ask him, cut the cord early because that's a red flag for me. I'd be like, why are you that mad that I don't want to go to your house after the first day? Like, what's so important at your house that you need me to see? The couch, the bed, the bathroom? I mean, if it's just to, like, have sex, do I really need to see your house for that? I could have sex with you in the car. I'm just saying. But clearly, you're not ready and you're not comfortable for that. And there's no shame, no judgment. He should respect that. And if he's not going to respect something as simple as that early, red flag, get out of there. And I probably wouldn't give him a second date. That's just me. But before you cut him off completely, because, you know, I'm the queen of cut off, communicate with him. Be like, hey, I'm not comfortable, blah, blah, blah. And if he still gives you like a shitty answer after that, mm -mm, cut the cord, girl. Cut the cord. (laughs) All right. Next question. They said, my wedding is coming up. My friends from elementary school want to come, but I'm not close to them anymore. Am I wrong for leaving them off the guest list? Um, Hell to the no, 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 to the no, 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 no. You're not wrong. Like your wedding is your day, you and your spouse's day. Y'all get to get and invite whoever you want. You get to have it as big or as small as you want. And I remember hearing this one time, and this is just me personally, it kind of stuck with me. I remember a person saying, I don't really want anybody at my wedding who me nor my spouse can go to when our marriage gets hard or when we need encouragement or where we just need a positive outlook and enlightenment. And I just thought that was, I liked it. I thought that was kind of cool because think about the millions of people that you have at your wedding and over half of these people you wouldn't call if your marriage was really falling apart or you wouldn't call to celebrate maybe other different milestones in your marriage or in your family or just in your life. They're just there by default. And what a waste of space and a waste of money. So I say have your wedding day with the people you want, the way you want it. Check in with your spouse, ladies. They get they deserve some say on the day too. And um yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not close to them anymore. And if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. Please don't be forced to try to feel it. All right, last question. This listener said, I'm 16 years old and afraid that I may be pregnant. I'm scared to tell my parents and I haven't told the guy yet. We're not dating and I'm afraid of his reaction. What should I do? Holy crap, I left the most juiciest one for the end, I see. So first off, um, I don't know how to say congratulations or I'm sorry. I'm not really clear if you're happy about being pregnant or not. So I'll just say both. If you're happy about it, congratulations. If you're not, oh, baby girl, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... I understand why you're scared to tell your parents you're young. And then again, even if you're not young, you are just, you are a female. And depending on the dynamic and the family you were raised in, you get two reactions. They're either like, thank the Lord, grandkids. Or they're like, how could you as a female get pregnant, even though they know it's a high possibility? How could you bring embarrassment upon me or this and that, or good luck living your life now? You know, all the negativity that comes. Um, 
I hope yours isn't a really bad or dangerous situation. Here's what I say. This is a this is a major, major thing, right? Like a baby is not a game. It's a big deal. In your 16, you're still a baby yourself. You would be a baby raising a baby. Plenty of women have done it. If you do not feel capable enough to do it, there are multiple options. And no, I'm not saying go abort your baby. There is adoption. There is abortion if you feel safe enough for that. And for the people who are like, I can't believe we're telling a 16-year-old to get an abortion. No, what I'm doing is, is I'm telling you a young lady who clearly can have sex to know as clear as day all of her options. And if you want to keep it, by all means, keep your child. Whatever you do, I say don't rush into the decision and take time to think about it. I don't I don't have enough details to give you a black and white answer. And even then, I don't think it's my place to give you a black and white answer. Some helpful suggestions that I have is one, take the time to think about whatever you want to do. Um, if you believe in God, this baby pray, pray, let him lead you, let him guide you. And if you still feel like one of the latter options is more prevalent, do what you have to do for your body. Ask for forgiveness. That's between you and your relationship with your God, who you believe in. Fuck all the voices of the outside. You have to do what's best for you. Again, having a kid is not a game. They are a big responsibility. You would be a baby having a baby, but it doesn't mean that, number one, that people hadn't done it before because there are plenty of women that have done it and do it all the time. But I just want you to be mentally prepared. It will not be easy. It will be a little challenging, but it is possible. So I say you need to weigh your options first. Understand you're scared to tell your parents. Um, I would be too. Just real shit. I would be too. And you haven't told the guy yet. Um, take some time to think about it. Don't take too long because, you know, the state that America's in right now, depending on the state that you're in, you might not have that much time. So unfortunately, what you shouldn't have to do, but you have to do is you got to think quick and you have to make a life changing decision and split time. And that is so not fair. It is not fair. It is not fair. And I'm so sorry. And I am not here to judge you or shame you because you had sex. Hopefully it felt good. I'm just saying, especially if you had this to come out of it. Hopefully it felt good. Ah, this is too sticky. At some point, if you if it's a safe situation and you feel comfortable enough to tell the guy, tell the guy. But remember, at the end of the day, your body, your choice, and you have to do what's best for you. I'm so sorry I can't help more, but it's just such a delicate, delicate situation. And it's not really my pay place to give you a straightforward black and white answer because again I don't know the details of your life and the dynamics between you and the guy and your parents and I don't know what your thoughts are on raising children having children I don't know the triggers and traumas you've experienced I just want to say that whatever path you take if you believe in God he'll love you regardless don't listen to the human beings who say he won't and whichever path you take he will equip you to deal with the feelings and emotions that comes with whichever one you take.
and Mickey from BK is rooting for you and I'll send up a prayer for you to make the right decision that's best for you okay so thanks guys for taking time out of your days to listen to little old me I can't wait to see what we talk about next week hopefully I helped with the questions and I hope that you guys enjoy the Proverbs gems that was dropped this week. All right, guys, this is all the time we have today. See you next week. Bye. Blank curves, blank curves, blank curves